Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to Geeking In, your favourite fortnightly fan fest. I know we said we might be off of all of August, but we couldn't keep away. I am Jay, I am your party host to grab your bourbon, your beer or your brew, half sugar and oat milk, just the way you like it, and stop in for us to talk about a couple of very, very special topics. I am joined, well, I'm not joined this week by the incredible, the infamous, the Stark, T. Although he has left us a little bit of a message. Hello, listeners. Hello, gents. I am doing very well. Thank you, Jay. Recording this message from about 35,000 feet in the air. I'm afraid I won't be around for much of the podcast, but I am looking forward to listening in with all of our fellow listeners as soon as I land. Have a great podcast, guys. Hear from you soon. Hope the flight goes all right. Um... And I um, am joined, however, by Mr. Fantastic himself, our flexible friend, the pyjama, the prince of the ballers that was promised. How you doing, B? I can feel it geeking in the air tonight. OJ, I've been waiting for this moment for two weeks. OT, can you feel it geeking in the air tonight? OJ, OT. <laughs> well, if you told me you were geeking, I would not lend a hand. Well, I've seen your face before, my friend, but I don't know if you know who I am. Well, I was there when I saw the Sandman. I saw it Spoilers. with my own two eyes. So you can wipe off that grin, T. I know where you've been. It's all been a pack of lies. Can you feel it? Come geeking in. Balls. <laughs> OJ. Well, I've been waiting for this moment for two weeks. OT. OT. Uh, it is a, an incredible special shout out to all of our listeners from Hemelhem to, to Dublin to Oregon to somewhere at 30,000 feet currently. Um, uh, so what I've realized whilst doing this is my my very clever thing was I'll leave gaps for where T's left us messages and, you know, that'll show me where I need to drop in. And then I remembered as you started singing that, or, or didn't start singing, that with your pauses, especially with the intro, I've not got a chance of working. So if I have interrupted 
B's singing with T's voice note somewhere in the middle there. I apologize. Um, but there we go. Um, but thank you to all of our listeners from Hempstead to Dublin to Oregon um, and to my, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law who, who listen, tried to listen to the show the other day with the kids around. Um, thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing and sharing. Uh, get involved in the conversation at Geeking in Pod. And um, in uh, our bios there, you will find the Linktree link that takes you to everywhere we are, including Teesprings that sells our mugs, our T-shirts, and our masks. And one of the things we love about Teesprings is the information that they hold is really, really clear. If you want to know about shipping, if you want to know about uh, delivery times, it's it's very, very straightforward and easy to read. And if you decide you, you wake up one morning and decide actually that you've bought the wrong size or the wrong thing they will easy make it easy for you to cancel your order and speaking of things being cancelled oh four out of ten oh <laughs> harsh sorry six out of ten <laughs> Um, the six, that still feels harsh, but you know, not as harsh as the news that Batgirl has been canned, uh, more than canned. It's been encased in concrete and thrown off a cliff, never, ever to be seen again or seen at all. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, the, the film that was, um, starring, uh, in the Heights actor, uh, Leslie Grace, Brendan Fraser, and Michael Keaton will not be released at all um, due to the Warner Brothers Discovery merger. It's already completed its post-production. Uh, uh, it's already completed filming and is in post-production. It was directed by um, Adil Al-Arbi Ar- Al- and Bilal Falah, who have directed some of them as Marvel series that we were mm-hmm. loving. Um and uh, was greenlit in 2021 as part of the wider range of films. Um, its budget was nearly had risen to nearly 90 million uh, due to the costs of COVID, particularly. Um, and apparently, it was deemed as uh, not the spectacle that audiences have come to expect from DC Fair. And therefore, as part of this uh, merger, using a loophole that allows them to write off and get tax reliefs for some of it, um, it has been uh, canned. Now, the tax relief element of it, which means they will will receive around $20 million worth of uh, refund for for the $90 million they've spent, uh, means that this, unlike the Snyder Cut, isn't just being shelved for a later date it means it cannot be released on either theatrical or screen or, or um uh streaming uh because if it is then they they have to pay back the 20 million that they received so it's it, there's there's other bits to talk about this uh because batgirl was just one of a few things uh, but let's focus in on Batgirl for the moment. Uh, B, how are you feeling about us not getting the Batgirl film? It's it's a shame. Um, 
I, I read that, you know, there were test screenings. Um, apparently it didn't particularly go down well. Um, I think one, one um, critic wrote, it's, it's a rather bad version of a TV show, uh, which is quite damning, really. But, but you know, Batgirl was, was a new franchise. Um, not been done before. Would have been really nice to see something brand new from DC. Um, you know, not not Batman or Superman or Wonder Woman or or Aquaman or or, or, or the Flash. Um, it was new, which was good. Um, it's a shame. It's a shame. I mean, this was. Um the first post-Flashpoint film that we were due to get. So this had um, Michael Keaton returning as Batman and starting to set up his um, Nick Fury-esque role across uh, DC films. Um, It had uh, a Latino uh, Batgirl in Leslie Grace who by the way, is excellent. And In the Heights, In the Heights is amazing. Mm. Um, so, and you know, even even with the budget uh, increasing, um, you know, 90 million isn't a lot for this. Um, one inside source claimed that the, the feedback was it was irredeemable. Wow. Wow. Um, as I said, it's it's one of a raft of things uh, that has been cut. So on top of Batgirl, um, we know the CW shows uh, that, that had remained. So Flash, uh, predominantly, um, mm-hmm. is also cancelled and coming to an end this season. Um. Wow. And also uh, Wonder Twins, the film adaptation of the Wonder Twins that was was in production, and also the updated Supergirl film we were expecting. Wow. Um, one other project that apparently hadn't been announced that has been cancelled is uh, a show that was going to be an anthology series called DC's Strange Adventures. Um, so it was going to introduce Adam Strange, um, and it was going to be an anthology series of, of various kind of uh, smaller IP characters for them to introduce. Mm-hmm. Uh, this story has come from Kevin Smith, who on uh, the incredible uh, podcast and YouTube series Hollywood Babylon with Ralph Garman, um, or Frank Garman, um, if you know. Um, uh, he said that he was actually in place to direct uh, a couple of them, um, and they finished doing the script for his, which was going to be a bizarro story. Um, and he talked through you know, the basic plot points, um, and he said, and you know, nothing had been said, he said that the budget on these was ridiculous. Um, they were due to be 16 to 20 million per episode. Wow. Um, which is crazy, um, but 
one thing he did say, and it hadn't been signed off and it hadn't been got to that point, but the person they were pursuing to play Bizarro, Nicolas Cage. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That would have been absolutely awesome. Oh, man. The... So this continues um, with other series looking to see whether they're going to be safe. So um, Peacemaker Series 2 is currently safe. Uh, However, if there is anything beyond that, we wait to see. Uh, Harley Quinn Series 4 looks to be safe, but there's not been an official announcement on that. Um, and one that is incredibly conspicuous by its silence is the Green Lantern TV show, which was JJ's, um, JJ Abrams' program. Um, the Warner Brothers Discovery CEO, David uh, Zaslav, um, has stated that he wants DC to make take the Marvel approach. Um, theatrical, cinematic events, uh, not TV. So he sees the uh, future of DC on the big screen, um, which is fairly ironic, bearing in mind Marvel um, is doing a lot of TV shows <laughs> now and has been for a while. Um so yes, it's it's uh, it's a, an interesting kind of step. However, one that seems to be safe is the Flash, with its spiraling costs and with more news over the last few days on Ezra Miller um, and him being deemed a fugitive. Um, uh, the Flash is still on schedule for our release. Uh, this could be something to do with the estimated 200 million that's already gone into it. Mm, um, but for that to be the one that you continue to back mm. feels 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 bizarre. It's weird because I mean the trailers. Have you have you seen the trailers for for the Flash? Uh, Flashpoint. Um, I saw something. Yeah, so the the one where you kind of see lots of Ezra's. Yeah, in the Batcave. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, that was a small clip um, where they uncover where Ezra. Um, no, sorry, the Flash uncovers the Batmobile. Well, we presume it's the Batmobile. We see a a um, the back of Batman. Um, you know, small little clips, but it didn't it didn't have. You know, it just didn't do it for me, unfortunately. Um, no, it's. Um... Yeah, uh, it, it, uh, I also think that, you know, if it no longer links to a bigger, wider universe with the Michael Keaton Batman being, you know, the Batman Beyond style Bruce Wayne 
working across. I don't quite know what the point is. If this was your springboard out to all these other movies, then you know I understand why it's so beyond the, the cost implications. I understand why it's such an, an important movie because it needs to kind of work through. But I don't know if if everything after this is dead. Uh, then do you need it? Well, it could trigger a complete reset after this if they rewrite a little bit. It does. It sounds like it, it need it will be a complete, you know, clean slate. Mm. Um, I assume that the Robert Pattinson Batman continues. The Batman. Yeah. Um, Joker two is officially moving forward and has officially signed um, Lady Gaga to play the role that Robbie Margot made famous. Margot Robbie, yeah. <laughs> you realise you got it right that time? I know. <laughs> so I had to. <laughs> <laughs> only works when I say it wrong. Oh, okay. Sorry. Didn't realise that was part of the gimmick. Um I will back off. Um, but yeah, so it, it'd be interesting to see, and it means that we probably could have a new Superman coming in, although that, again, limits the possibility of um, Henry Cavill arriving in Black Adam. Mm. It's a shame there was so much hype about Henry Cavill appearing at, you know, um, uh, San Diego. Yeah. Um, you know, he was going to make an appearance and DC were going to do this and that and this and that. Oh, well. Shame. Missed opportunity. Missed everything. Shame on you, DC. Shame on you, Warner Brothers. <laughs> um, so T from 30,000 feet has, has sent us his uh, view on this. Um, so I will introduce that here. My view on the DC cancellations. DC is in absolute shambles. No idea what's going on with the heads there, with HBO and Discovery, but, you know, cancelling a film they've poured so much money into already. I mean, they made it two releases of one shitty film. And couldn't do even one release of this film. Come on. It's an absolute joke. If I remember. Um, his point uh, is, because, uh, you know, B, if you want to hear this, you have to listen to the actual show, um, uh, is about whether DC will will regret this decision going along. And, and you've got to wonder whether they will. I mean, you know, this whole kind of we've got a plan and we're going to have a 10 year plan of how it all pulls together. And we're going to have a slate of films and blah, blah, blah. I mean, is this the third attempt DC have done with this now? The, the, you know, we're going to have a Feige esque controller and, you know, everything's going to tie together. Hmm. I don't know. Who, who, who knows? I mean, following the Marvel plan, surely they need to be, coming up with a plan which is different because Marvel's done the Marvel plan 
surely they need to be having their unique selling point. Otherwise, what's the point? I do agree with them that they have some of the most recognizable IP in the world. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the trinity of, of Superman, Wonder Woman and, and, and Batman are potentially the three most famous. I mean, especially pre-Marvel movies, pre-MCU, mm. I'd argue they were the most famous superheroes in the world. Yep, I, I would not argue against that. Um, and they aren't quite done. I mean, especially Superman. You know, he hasn't really been given the royal treatment for, for quite a while. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't understand why, why it's finding it so hard for them to, to crack this. Mm. Thing is, you know, <laughs> kids these days are growing up in Marvel um, and going back to do, to your point, post Marvel, absolutely agree you know dc had the most famous superheroes but you ask any 10 year old today who's your favorite superhero eight times out of ten they're gonna name a marvel absolutely and part of that is because of what's available to show the kids so you know i've got a 10 year old he's into superheroes you know a bit not not like drastically but you know a bit there's still time um and uh you know he he, he can watch the, the the marvel cartoons he can watch most of the marvel films uh shang chi is still his favorite of the marvel films mm-hmm. um but you know if i want to show him a batman film what do i show him Mm. I can't really show him any of the Nolans. I can't show him Robert Pattinson's. Even the 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 eighty-six Batman's not hugely great, especially when we get into Batman Returns. So Adam West. Can I start with Batman and Robin? I mean, I don't want to inflict that on him that early. It's, it's. You'll love it. <laughs> and Superman, you know, so Superman, he knows from Superman and Lois more than anything. But mm. Superman and Lois for him is not about Superman. It's about Superman's kids. Yeah. Um. So even then, you know, I, I can't show him Man of Steel. I can't show him Batman v Superman. Can't really show him Superman Returns because it's not going to hold his attention. So, and, you know, I don't want to explain why the Lex Luthor in that film is actually a very bad dude. Um, so Christopher Reeve? They were great movies, though. They were, but they're older than me. Mm. It feels, It feels, you know funny to have to go that far back to show him a decent Superman show 
I mean, it's interesting, interesting point you made because I mean, obviously, Marvel are gearing towards you know handing the torch over to a new set of superheroes, which we've seen introduced on their um, Disney Plus shows and um, you know on on the big screen with with um, America Chavez and, and and gang. You know, where is that legacy planning for for DC? I mean, they. Like you said, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, you know, they are the three people that will continue. And every so often they have to be rebooted because they can't, you know, their, their story never changes. Yeah, we never get beyond the pearls dropping. No, no. No, and, and when you try to, through introduce this in a slightly different way, like Batgirl, like Supergirl, like Blue Beetle, mm. um, which I assume also is is in danger. Um, you know, you don't get there because there's no commitment to it. Mm. I don't know. I think it's going to be tough, very tough times ahead for for DC Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Discovery as it is now. I mean, this this um, it, it, this sounds like it could be the end of HBO Max uh, in a year's time um, because they're talking about combining the apps, um, mm. and it sounds like HBO Max basically disappears. Um, wow, and that's going to be fairly brutal and part of the brutality on that is you know you're writing off 100 million dollars you know they've spent a lot of money getting it up and running they've spent a lot of money trying to get stuff on there you know we talked about the snyder cut being nothing more than a a subscriber driver um albeit a fairly successful one um and to then just kind of write that off and bin it seems uh, yeah, just just a little bit bizarre. Mm. But you know they've they've got a couple of good IPs coming up. They've got Black Adam. Um, they've got Aquaman. Uh, yep. Presumably Shazam still. Yep. Going ahead. Um, Sounds like it. Sounds like all of those are still working through. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, they have, and they've still got so many characters that, that, you know, as we've just said, people, people love. You, you, you should, you should have everything you need, um, to make something incredible, something just, that captures the imagination that, that tells the story in a way that endures for another generation or more, you know, the next, the next movie that, you know, makes you believe a man can fly, um, and all of that. Um, but it's hard to tell whether, whether that's ever going to be reality or if it remains just a dream. <laughs> uh, eight out of 10. 
And speaking of dreams, we have had the opportunity to enter the dreaming. Woohoo! Guests of Lord Morpheus himself. Finally, Neil Gaiman's Sandman has been released on Netflix. All ten episodes of, of book one. Um and uh yeah it, it it's something that we have both watched so b how did you find the sandman to be honest i i was um um a little bit um overwhelmed <laughs> it was absolutely Fabulous. Best thing I've seen on the small box ever. It's beautiful. The acting stunning. The act the casting's superb. You know, I mean I've, I've read the comics, I've I've listened to the two audiobooks. And you know, this this TV show, this production that Netflix have done is what I saw in my head when I was listening and, and reading the comic books. It is absolutely beautiful. I, I, I absolutely, you know, it's it's the only thing I've ever watched. The introduction to all ten shows and the credits to all ten shows, from start to finish. The timings for the episodes were a bit weird, I thought. Yeah. Um, but, oh, my word, absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a little bit special, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, you could say that again. I, I, um, uh, uh, I, I, you worry about this sometimes in mm. the sense if it's such a big, big, you know, uh, almost by design unfilmable um, setup mm. um, that you just wonder whether they'd be able to uh, do anything with it. Um and it is very, very appear- obvious from this that despite uh, numbers um, of, of uh, subscribers dipping, um, Netflix have just spent all of the money yeah. uh, on this, absolutely all of the money. Um, and it shows it's, it's just... Stunning. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, just, you know, and, and as, as you said, I think the, um, the casting is, is, is brilliant. Um, even down to silly things like Mark Hamill as, as Merv, Merv Pumpkinhead, I thought was, was just fantastic. Um, yeah, it was just, I, I, I thought it was fantastic all the way through. Um, 
there are some tweaks to the story. Oh. Um, they've they've reformatted some things. They've reordered some things. Um, they've done a little bit of um, movement to introduce the Corinthian far earlier, for instance. Uh, how did you feel about that? I didn't. I didn't mind that at all. It, it was. Um... It was amazingly written. Um, I thought the Corinthian, the what do you want to say, it? Corinthian, uh, was fantastic uh, as a character um, in the book, audiobook, TV show. As as is scary as shit. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the diner? Um, I thought it was, so I was just looking up, um, uh, David Thewlis, mm. uh, who, who plays, uh, John D. Um, uh, I thought it was, it, I, it was less graphic than, uh, the comic and yeah. the audio book. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Um, that said... It's it's still pretty out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they were definitely you're quite right. There's, there's only so far they can go, but you know the, the last moments of the diner uh, episode was was definitely was definitely graphic. Um, yes, um, but so well acted. I thought that was such a good episode. Um, yeah, the only bit that took me out of the diner and a few other bits um, was was David Thewlis because um, I'm a big fan of Big Mouth and Human Resources, which is on uh, Netflix as well. Um, and he plays he voices the Shame Wizard, oh. and it's exactly the same voice. So uh, there's there's bits where yeah he's he's um, uh, the shame wizard instead of possibly um, uh, John D. Doctor Destiny. Mm. Um, but yeah, I loved I loved the the reckoning of him as well. Um, I, I thought that made sense. Perfect sense. Yeah. Um, I thought the corruption of him made sense. Um, I'm so desperate to see a Johanna Constantine um, spin-off. Not Constantine, Constantine. Hmm. Um, I, I thought Gwendolyn Christie's Morning Lucifer was 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 just stunning. It makes me look forward to Seasons of Mist so much so. Yeah. Um, and I thought Mason Alexander Parker's desire was was just you, you know what uh, it it really it, so good so good so reminded me of like a nineteen um, eighties uh, pop band I don't know why it's just it, it's it just reminded me of an album cover 
Yeah, um, I can see that. I mean, the design of of Desire's um, uh, domain was was incredibly kind of. Um, yeah, no, I can, I can, I can see that. Um, uh, Mason Alexander Park has, on a few occasions, tweeted uh, kind of the conversation that led to them being cast for Desire. So, you uh, know, in, in essence, what happened was um, Neil Gaiman had tweeted a little bit about, you know, the some of the cast and what was coming up. Mason Alexander Park on Twitter had gone back to ask whether um, Desire was going to be in and and if if the character had been cast. Uh, Neil Gaiman replied saying, you know, the books that he was looking to cover um, and uh, included the details of the casting director. And and that's how Mason Alexander Park tried out for and was successful in the role. Wow. wow. Just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Wow. What do you think How of was, death? I, I, I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. I, I think they did it so well. Um, I, I, I thought that it was beautifully sympathetic. Um, I wondered whether they were going to do the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, they did it well, though. They, they did. did. It, yeah, it was very tastefully done. It was. Um, and... Uh, you know, the only thing I was missing is one of my favourite lines from that is, you know, um, you know, is that it? Is that all I get? Is that, you know, you got where everyone gets a life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that line wasn't there, which which was a little bit sad, but, you know, on the grand scheme of everything, I'm not going to to, to fuss about that. Um, no, I thought Kirby Howell Baptiste was, was just brilliant. Really light, really playful, um, huge amount of heart in mm. in 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 how it was played. Um, how was the serial convention? <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I can't remember his name. The the guy who does uh, reception, uh, Funland. That's it. Creep me out big time. Um, I think he's meant to. Yeah, that that one scene where he's obviously talking about Disneyland uh, yeah. in Florida, uh, it really did creep me out. Um, Other theme parks are available. Yeah, but you know, if Disney wants to sponsor us, um, I'm so not sure they're going to after that that link. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. This fictional link talking about a, a serial killer hunting children in a theme park is brought to you by Disneyland. Take your families now. <laughs> it's funny that they didn't mention that because obviously being a DC IP. Yeah. yeah. Um, Six flags. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought the serial, it, it was really good. Um, really, really good. Yeah, I mean, they they spent more time there than I was expecting. Um, And again, you know, changed ever so slightly. So, you know, um, uh, Gilbert 
yeah. going through the breakout sessions um, and kind of piecing together what they were talking about as, as he builds, um, I thought was, was very good hmm. um, way of building it up. Um, Stephen Fry was brilliant in that, I thought. But he, he was. He's, he is in everything. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was 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 absolutely brilliant, and I thought that um, uh, Vivian Achiapong as, as Lucian was really really good and held so much of it together. Hmm. Um, I think I said in the text to you yesterday. Um, uh, Tom Sturridge, I think, did a great job of being kind of uh, both ethereal and asshole. Yeah. In his in his Morpheus, um, which feels very true to the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it you know, correct me if I'm. I've I've only watched this run through once, and and I absolutely watch it again from start to finish. But. Morpheus obviously has stars in his eyes, mm-hmm. stars for eyes. But they did they they showed it only once. Am I right? Did did, did you catch that? I think so. Um, there was only once that he looked the absolute pale, dark eyed, white skin that you see in the comic. Mm. Um, I think the rest of the time he was a little bit more human coloured. Yeah. Um, or Caucasian coloured, um, uh, but no, I, I think he was. Um, they did they did so very well with. I mean, the the sets and the again, you know, just oh, the beautiful. God, yeah, and, and you know the way that they mixed some of the practical and and then the, the CGI and the sets mm. was, was stunning. Oh, you you know, the standout moment for me for, to illustrate that was where. They were in the uh, library, and it yeah. was Matthew, um, um, Lucien, yep. and I don't know if Gilbert was there or someone else was there, and um, uh, Matthew flies off, so he takes off from the table and goes to the sky. And the sky, um, the roof of the uh, library is obviously there's a mural there that's been painted. And he sort of goes into the mutual mural and flies into all the different characters which have been painted in the roof. And that becomes three-dimensional, which then morphs into into the waking world. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. It was. It was just absolutely stunning. I, I think it all held together so very well. Um, wasn't expecting to see uh, Azazel, the Duke of Hell. No, um, not until seasons of mist. Um, still fairly cartoony in his in his look, mm. um, but I don't think you can do anything but without moving away from um, moving away from from the, the comic book art. That that's who the comic character is. Um, but yeah, I just I I thought it was breathtaking, absolutely breathtaking. 
will you be watching it again? Yes. Um, will you wait a while or go straight back in? Um, a minute. There's a lot on at the moment and, and more coming. Um, so I, I think I will loop back in uh, in a little while, but probably not straight away. Um, I, just because I want to kind of build up and go back to it rather than just you know rewatch it from the beginning straight again, I think. What about you? Uh, I think I'm going to go straight back in. <laughs> uh, I just, I just can't get enough of it. It's, it's, it is, and listeners, I, I, I don't stress this enough. It is beautiful, 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 beautiful. And you know, if you, I was telling someone at work about this, um, and dead, you know, when I said um, Sandman. Um, their answer was, uh, what from Spider-Man, the, the, the guy who yeah. turns into Sandman? Yeah, no. Kate Marco no. himself. Yeah. Um, so I explained who the Sandman is and, um. Flint Marco. <laughs> Clay Marco's ex- Kane, isn't he? Yep. Yep. Okay. So, um, he actually went home at the weekend and, and started watching it. And I think he got to, uh, episode seven he said if it wasn't for work he'd be binging the rest of it um yeah so you know yeah uh to clarify my my ramblings there flint marco is the sandman in spider-man kane marco is juggernaut in x-men oh, there you go <laughs> So my 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 Kane Marco is Kane is um, was a bit of a redundant statement, but but Kane was in in uh, Kane and Abel was it? he was they were yes they were which was great as well, <laughs> and you know there's so many cameos in this like famous actors that you you I didn't expect uh, no to see, and I thought hang on that's yeah brilliant um um yeah. Um, we should have obviously warned listeners that this would be spoilerific. <laughs> be in, it's in the description. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Also, it's a Netflix series. It's it's all dumped at the same time. The expectation is a week after you've seen it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, ultimately, do you do you think there's a season two? The only thing. So, as of yesterday, this was number one in eighty nine countries. Um, so the numbers are good. The only thing that I think could bring into question season two is budget. Mm. Um, I am very, very hopeful of a season two. I'm very, very hopeful they continue with what they've done. Um, yeah, for me, it's it, the, the question is budget. Um, because would you want to make the second season not look as absolutely beautiful as the first? I hope I hope so. But I mean Netflix has a track record of, of canning decent stuff after season one. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, that's algorithm based on some of it, isn't it? Hmm. Um, you know, X amount of views within X amount of days. Um 
X amount of completions versus, you know, starts, etc. Um, this sounds as if it's, uh, you know, going well on the metrics, although, you know, quite hard to tell. Um, mm. But we won't see. I, I, I think it has every hope of a second season. Um, he, uh, Neil Gaiman has said that, you know, his dream obviously is to, to go through all of the, the books um, and into Overture and beyond. So, you know, he, he, he would quite happily tell the story all the way through. Um, but they, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but they have uh, already sanctioned or greenlit the, the, um, uh, a spin-off, haven't they? I've heard a lot of talk about it. I've not seen anything greenlit. Which is the one that you're um, talking of? Um, uh, the detective, um, detective boys. Hang on. Ah, yeah. So that's from what would be season two, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hmm. I think there's a few that are likely to come out of this. I do think that we'll have potentially a um, Constantine show. Yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. Um, yeah, I, I, like Blackadder-esque, you know, through the ages. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy to follow around um, Monday. You know, I I I loved. The, the the Constantines that we've seen. Um, but I, I'm all for um, a slightly uh, closer rendition. Although the, the, the series, I, I want to say Matt Ryan, is that right? Yep, he is indeed. I thought he was very good in the series, very good. And I know you're a big fan of his run on um, Legends with the character. Yeah, great. Um, but yeah, you know, we've already seen our Lucifer and our Constantine. I'm very interested to see this Lucifer and this Constantine continue. Mm. So, um, oh, who should I go to first for the recommendation? Uh, 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 B, what are you recommending this week? Easy. Ladies and gentlemen, The Sandman. Mic drop. It's <laughs> the building. Let's you don't feel you need to add anything after the half an hour we've spent just <laughs> just using the word beautiful over and over and over again? You know, if there was a show that I could get giddy over, this is it. And you're quite right. It was It was definitely a risk. Didn't know if Netflix would deliver, but boy, oh boy, have they delivered. And I mean, you know, the the whole thing on, on Neil Gaiman fighting not to sell the rights and holding on to it and all the rest of it, um, he's been proven right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this has been, this has been in the, 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 the ether for years. So, um, 
really pleased to see it do so well. Um, so I'm going to cut T's recommendation in here. So my actual recommendation for this uh, episode is a bit of an odd one. I'm not sure it kind of aligns with what we've been talking about. Um, but I am on a plane, and I first read it on a plane, so I'm feeling that connection. Um, it's Captain America by Ed Brubacher. So um, he picked up this comic. Um, that is the first time I find Captain America even remotely interesting. And took it all the way through to um, Civil War. Uh, Death of Captain America, I think that was issue 25. We then moved on to New Cap with Bucky and eventually um, with um, Falcon. So you had a lot of the things that we've seen in um, the films taken directly from this run. Um, and the run is brilliant. Just because we've seen the film doesn't mean the run isn't worth watching. So highly, highly recommended. Now, we'll be transparent with you, dear listener. Um, Technically, I think that's a repeat. I think that's something that T recommended um, all the way back in April last year. Um, but uh, he is, uh, I'm going to put down to, to a lack of oxygen due to uh, altitude. <laughs> but it, it must be so good he's recommended it twice. Let's go with that. Absolutely. Um uh, and, and maybe he recommended like a bit of the Brubacker run last time and the rest of it this time. Um, but, uh, but there we go. Um, so I'm going to recommend something that's only four episodes in so far from a 10 episode run. Um, uh, but this is uh, Harley Quinn season three. Uh, currently streaming on HBO Max, will be coming to E4 shortly. Um, I love what they do with um, uh, this animated series. Um, the this one picks up where series two finished, so um, Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn are off after Harley broke up Poison Ivy's wedding to Kite Man. Um, and uh, yeah, they're, they're they're running wild, and then get pulled back to Gotham. Uh, Jim Gordon is running for mayor. Uh, Harvey Dent is his campaign manager. Um, the Joker is still enjoying domestic bliss with his wife and two stepchildren. Um, and uh, yeah, it's as crazy as it sounds billy bob thornton and james gunn play themselves in episode four um which is the court of owls orgy um which is uh you know a lot of fans are saying ups hero chasm so you know you'll have to watch and let us know which which random um superpowered being orgy was your favorite at geeking and pod for for that <laughs> um uh but yeah just just brilliant irrelevant irreverent silliness i really hope that it it gets a season four under all of the the dc cuts um because i think that they they, they know who they are with it I, I think they know the humor that they're trying to put across with it um so yeah long may it continue 
told you I've got to watch my recommendation. Superb. I might actually um, be tempted to no, watch it you're again. No, you won't. We know that you're not a fan of it. It's fine. You don't have to like it. It's all right. I like it. That's why it's my recommendation. Okay. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Although Rick and Morty's coming out again September. So, you know, bit of pressure. Um, and that's us for this week. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for T for, for sending us notes from somewhere up in the sky. Um, in a metal tube hurtling across seas. Um, and we will be back in two weeks, I think. We'll find out. Fingers crossed. Um, uh, to speak about whatever else has been cancelled in that meantime. Uh, so between here and there, we've got uh, She-Hulk debuting. Um, we There are some pictures of Daredevil floating around, which are interesting. Um and then we've got Andor coming out soon, and we may mm. even have watched Prey by then, so who knows? Huh. So until then, continue to look after yourselves and each other's, and each other's, and uh, we will speak to you in a couple of weeks' time. Bye-bye. Cheerio. Cheerio.